Crypt Tidbits, where we don't just believe, we know all the latest facts and your favorite monsters and monstrosities alike. Today we have a very special episode. We are going to be talking about our favorite cryptids that live right here in our home state of Indiana. But first, let's all introduce ourselves. My name is Matthew Amadeus, and joining me today is... T.T. Shinkin. And... Jeremy Rogers. Guys, how much do you know about the cryptids that live in Indiana? T.T. I mean... Not a whole lot, just because, like, has anyone ever really seen these? No, TT, but no one's seen God, and we know that's real. Jeremy, how much do you know? What? I know more than they want us to know, Matthew. What? It, what? So, TT, today we're going to start off by talking about mud mermaids. So, we all know mermaids. They're supposedly pretty. They live in the ocean. But just because we don't live by the ocean doesn't mean we don't have them. See... Mud mermaids were originally spotted way back in 1891 in Vevey, Indiana, and they were found on a riverbank in Ohio by two fishermen. Uh, they described them as, again, covered in mud, very brown and yellowish, had long claws, and feminine. Uh, so what it was determined is that they had come up through the sea from the Ohio River. And so what do you guys think? Is this real? They haven't really been spotted a ton since, but is it real? Is it not? What are our thoughts? They were only found once? Yes. Then who's to say that's real? I mean, Titi. They've only, okay, but they only, they it were hasn't found. been, no, okay, it's only been found once. Once. Hasn't been, like, seen since. Actually, um, according to the book Unnatural Phenomena, uh-huh. we have alternate records of mud mermaids. Okay. So. It was accounted in a Cincinnati newspaper that on a sandbar in the Ohio River near Veve, Indiana, resided two nondescript creatures horrible in appearance and habit. Now, we have that evidence from the fishermen, but later on, a Kentucky man, Captain J.M. Ozier, who was what? a Confederate, he ah. traveled on business to the region, and he, hearing the tales of the mud mermaids, went to the banks of the Ohio to find some for himself. Exactly. There, he saw one, swimming not 20 meters ahead of him. Okay, where's the proof? They had, they had like, pictures back then. They had cameras. Where's the proof? The Bible says to believe your brethren, and so why are you assuming he is a liar? So, this actually goes into some really interesting stuff regarding the mud mermaids. First off, some people have called them uh, mud maids. Totally incorrect. Yeah. The correct verbiage that should be used is mermuds. Of course. Just, I can't think of why people would do it the other way. But, as we all know, the Confederacy of the United... of The Confederate States of America... Yes. Were heavily engaged in the occult, and okay. so when we have this Confederate officer coming, how do we not know that this wasn't a part of some occult summoning? Mm -hmm. Exactly, it's not real. Is this uh, a bad fan uh, fiction? No, uh, the occult. Are you trying to TT, tell me the only thing that's bad fan fiction? It, it, <laughs> I, I, that was going to get a little offensive. Actually, <laughs> I was going to say the Book of Mormon, but we'll cut this bit, editor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can see how that could be actually offensive, though. Every day I'm too loud. <laughs> Mood. Uh, 
Yeah, what's offensive, Matt? Yeah, you know, TT, I'll just go off. Is this bad fan fiction? No, TT, this is the truth. See, I'd like to tell you a story. Oh. When I was nine years old, bathing by the water of the Ohio River, which I was using for holy water, because any water can be holy with the proper Lord, I saw a mud mermaid, TT, also known as a mermud. You see, the Lord instructed me to go deeper into the water, and so I held my face in the mud and underwater for exactly 12 minutes. And when I finally blacked out, I reawoken, and I was being cradled in the arms of a mud mermaid, also known as a mermud. So, TT, the Lord pushed me and led me to truth, as he always does, and now I know that mud mermaids are real. How do you deny that? But where's the proof? I was where's cradled! The, the eyewitness yeah, occult. The eyewitness occults. I mean, accounts, <laughs> TT. Okay. What more do you need? Okay, okay, let's just... Whatever. <laughs> whatever. So, I have a very important question here. We know that mermaids are widely known. We all know those are real. Yeah. Everyone accepts that. But mud mermaids, not so much. Why do you think people aren't as aware of mud mermaids? Because there's no proof. Titi, I was cradled by a mermud. So this all comes back to the Knights of the Golden Circle, yeah. which were a predecessor of the... Uh, Ku Klux Klan. Oh, so oh here we go. We are talking about the Confederacy here. We have to own up to our history. Yeah, we do, we do. Yeah, history's important. Right. So, uh, the Knights of the Golden Circle were heavily into the occult, of part of the Confederacy, the ancestors of. So, as we see the defeat of the Confederacy and the driving back, you know, rightfully so, of, course. of the Ku Klux Klan into the fringes of society. We've seen their occult practices also yeah. driven to the fringes. Ah. So hmm. how are we to say that this is not the reason why we have not seen any mermuds? I see. So really just like all things in our society, we should blame the Ku Klux Klan. I mean, that's the only thing I agree with you guys with right now. Okay, TT. Let's break this down I suppose since you're not getting this. If it was not a monster cradled in mud. Who do you think the woman wearing a lifeguard jacket was who pulled me out of that river that day? I don't know, some deranged, like, homeless person that just happened to find, like, a homeless boy just, like, laying in the mud, blacked I, out. I was not homeless. The Lord is my home. I always have a place to be. Okay. Yeah. But... I still, I'm still not convinced that that was a mud mermaid or whatever this is called. Until I see actual like proof, like a picture or a video or something, I will believe it. Well, TT, I think you're being a little harsh, but I'm being I, realistic. Mm, not really, but you know what is realistic? This next one will get you. Our good friend, also from Indiana. Oscar, a.k.a. the Beast of Busco. See, what? originally spotted way back, this is an old one, 1898 in Cherubusco, Indiana. I've been there several times. The Beast I've of... never even heard of that place. Oh, it's lovely. You should go. Oh, okay. Yeah. The Beast of Busco is a giant turtle weighing about 500 pounds just from looking at it that was spotted on Folk Lake by a farmer. The legend says that he was dormant for some time, but 50 years later, fishermen who were at that very same lake started to see a giant turtle like that again. So, Titi, what do you believe? Is this real with more eyewitness accounts? Oh, yeah, it's completely real. It's just a normal turtle. Like, it's a tortoise. Turtles don't get 500 pounds, Titi. It's a, it just happened to get big. Turtles get big. Jeremy, what do you think? All right, so 
Eyewitness accounts say that the Beast of Busco had a shell that was as far, that was as big as a dining room table. Dining room tables. They exist. You probably have one in your own house, TT. Exactly. Actually, I don't because we're getting a new one. So, so we don't have a dining room table so right it's now. it's incoming, just like your incoming. realization. Yes. Okay, also, convince me. Gonna convince put it out me, there. boys. Last supper, they set at a dining table. Jesus was real. Beast of Busco is real because dining tables. Okay. Anyway, continue, Jamie. Who names it Oscar? What? Who named you TT? My, that's my nickname. That's his. My real name's Tatiana. His real name is the Beast of Busco. Okay, go on. So, this was... You're a journalism student, are you not? Yeah, design, but yeah. So, this was designed to be put into several Indiana local newspapers. Okay. There is proof. See, they act... A man bought a farm in Churubusco. Yes. And on that farmland was a pond, and from this pond, he saw... Oscar the Beast of Busco emerge and Whoa. then quickly go back in. So, a large scale search was planned and was carried out. Yes. He appeared several decades later when Life magazine mm-hmm. conducted Whoa. a photographer. A photographic investigation. Professionals. Whoa, Life magazine? Life yes. magazine. Holy crap. Now, the only thing I think is life is my boy J-Dog. He's life. But the magazine does hold up. They did not find him. Wow, what? really? They didn't find him? TT, you know who else they didn't find? Jesus three days later, but he still existed. Okay, okay. <clears throat> so, here's the thing. Like Jeremy said, they didn't find him. But what many have speculated is that there are tunnels in Folk Lake. That, wow. Yes, just like the Loch Ness Monster, who, again, we all know is real, so why would good boy Oscar not be real? There's tunnels that lead. Also, that size, he has to be pretty strong, right? I'm sure, undoubtedly, he could push through debris, mud, whatever, to tunnel through. There's a lot of rivers, a lot of lakes in Indiana. I'm sure he's probably in the Great Lakes right now, somewhere. What? You guys are making this... I'm sorry, this is really funny. (laughs) You guys are believing... In a turtle? <laughs> Do you not believe in turtles? I mean, everyone... Turtles are real. Turtles are real. And Oscar is. Uh, oh, I, I believe that Oscar is 100% real. I also believe that Oscar is living in some sort of zoo right now where you can go and see him and well, pay, like, an admission fee. See, this is this is inspiring because in our last story, you were a complete skeptic and now it feels we're like growing. you're... We're taking these... Forget baby steps. Because mermaids, mermaids aren't real. Turtles are real. Okay, we weren't even debating mermaids. Those are definitely real. We were debating mermuds. Get it right. Okay, fine. Mermuds These aren't real. These don't have real. fins on their tails. Their body just tapers between their hind legs. Yeah. Uh, nothing resembling a tail. No. So, like... Human-like faces, dog-like noses, pointed ears. Kind of like a snake going through mud. But no signs of intelligence on the face. Actually, it was a regular uh, human nose. Yeah. Uh, dog-like ears only. Human-like face. No signs of intelligence, though, behind it. So. Is this an OC? Is this your OC? Jeremy, is this your OC that yes, you're explaining to me? Yes, that's a completely me? separate story. Uh, but Oscar, uh, on the other hand, I would like to point out, is not just a regular turtle. You know how I know? Because in Cherubusco, 
every year they have each June a Turtle Days festival with parades, turtle races, everything to, you know, kind of praise and, you know, bring notoriety to Oscar. What does that sound a lot like? Well, a Renaissance festival. No, what I do every Sunday and Thursday with the Lord. So, I am actually now going to start calling out Cherubusco. Cherubusco, you are worshipping a false prophet and is making him too par powerful. I suggest today that the reason we cannot find him, that he has gotten so big that he's too strong, is because they are worshipping a false prophet, that fa prophet being Oscar. I love Oscar, but we have made him too powerful. Do you guys think their parades and their festivals are making him into a godlike status? Thoughts? We have parades for everything. We have parades for 4th of July and for, like, just Mardi Gras. What? Those See, are entities. If you look at the amount of Oscar idols all around Churubusco, it's obvious that the people there truly want Oscar. They love Oscar. So, I believe that... It's a tourist trap. No, no. no. Oscar did not originate from Churubusco. Whoa, really? He originated in the minds of the people of Churubusco. Whoa! But... And by their will... Oh my! They willed wow. him into being. Oscar, the beast of Churubusco, is a tulpa. Here's the thing. What's a tulpa? Oh, it's a being that you will into existence. TT, So it's not real. No, no it's it, real it now. Not. You just disproved that he's not real. By he your became will, real. By your willpower, you will him into existence. Here's the thing, TT. Think of it this way. Through all things and through God, anything is possible. The Lord makes all things possible. These people believed in a God, so they made their own. That is immoral. I will put it out there. But it is possible because the Lord told me so. I have a confession to make. I was once in Cherubusco. Really? Yes. I was in a lake in Cherubusco. And, and you and you got cradled, you passed out, and you got cradled by Oscar. No. No, that'd be silly. Uh, you see, what did happen, though, is the Lord spoke to me, and he told me to start digging, and so I did. And find golden plates? Yes, I passed those, but those weren't what I was looking for. No, I kept digging, and then the Lord told me to eat the dirt. So I did. Then I found some mushrooms. The Lord told me to eat those. I oh. ate them, and then when I did, I kept digging, and I hit something hard. I found a shell, and I found Oscar hibernating. Let me tell you, TT. Do turtles hibernate? Oscar does. Okay. But I was determined. I led through the Lord. And now, once again, and you, you were have high. an eyewitness account. No. You ate mushrooms. The only thing I'm high on is Christ. Let's get that straight. Okay. That's fair. No, TT. I found him. So once again, you have an eyewitness account. You can't deny these things. But where, where's the picture? TT, I don't have a phone. I texted you this morning. You have someone else's number. The only person <laughs> I talk to is God. Oh, dear. Okay. Jeremy, do you have any... I don't even... What is going on? See, I think it's possible that through the original tale of the Beast of Busco, the people of Churubusco, Indiana, developed a desire for something that wasn't quite Oscar. And so without that willpower willing him into being, perhaps they, by the same process that Oscar was brought into being in his tulpa form, he was left... So what you're saying is a lack of faith is destroying lives. Yes. Exactly. But one life. One. Oscar. I mean, we, we, like, create things all the time. Like, look at look at the exactly. Marvel movies. Like, we, we, like, turn these into, like, actual people. But, like, they're still not real. Chris Evans is real, TT. Uh, Chris Evans is real. Captain America isn't. He's a comic book character. So you say. So uh, Oscar, or whatever this thing is... 
yeah, okay, I guess you can believe that he's real, but, like, he's, like, to you, like, you can, as much as you, like, believe he's real and, like, believe that, like, oh, this is a real thing that happened, it's still, like, it's still, like, imaginary. It's still, like, not, like actually there like Captain America isn't actually real he's just a comic book character that's played on screen by an actor okay big shocker TT the journalist hates facts but what we will get you with this last one because I know in my heart you can't deny the Pugwudgie oh that's from Harry Potter I'm a Pugwudgie Mm, that makes a lot of sense to me no, TT. What does that Pukwudgies are actually from Native American folktale. The indigenous people have long. I love long, Native American things. Good. You'll love a Pukwudgie. See, I have actually heard this since I've grown up because Pukwudgies are primarily in Madison County, Indiana, in terms of Indiana. Uh, and Pukwudgies are from Native American tales. Indigenous people said they used to trade with them, they used to be peaceful. They ha- are mythical beings that are about three foot tall, kind of resembles a troll. They used to trade. They have the ability to disappear at will. They carry around poison arrows. They kidnap children. They're considered mischievous little beings. Oh. Yeah. That's cute. So, what I'm going to say right now is do we believe in them? And if you don't, you are denying and all of the indigenous people who've been through so much already, their struggle and what they've said. Do you believe in them, Titi? You just put me on the spot here. Um, yes, Matt. Good. I believe in Pugwudgies. Wonderful. Jeremy, how about you? Absolutely. So, the Pugwudgie had a lot of significance to the Ojibwe, the Algonquin, the Abenaki, the Wampanoag, and the Mohican tribes yes, of, of Native America. Cool. Absolutely, they are 100% real. This is cool. You guys are giving me a history lesson. Yes. I didn't expect that. So, I grew up in Anderson, Indiana. In Anderson, Indiana is Mound State Park, a literal Indian burial ground. (gasps) I did used to go there and try and conjure ghosts a lot. That's That's so cool. But what I will tell you is every time you're on a tour in Mound State Park, they always make jokes about, ha-ha, if you're here too late, then a puckwudgie will get you. Here, let me lay the scene. I'm eight. I'm trapped under a log because I was playing in a river. Of course uh, you were. Yes. I was there for four hours. But then about mm, dusk comes <laughs> and a puckwudgie comes out and sees me, assumes I'm dead because I haven't moved in about three and a half hours. Not because I was trapped, but just because I have a lot of depression. So he drags me out and takes me back. They try to sell me off. I will agree, they were fairly mischievous. I got stabbed three times by an arrow, but I'm a light bleeder, so it's fine. And that, TT, is how I know Puckwedge is real. I blacked out from blood loss, but when I woke up, I did have the distinct memory. So, what do you think about that, I mean, How can you deny these things? I mean, when I got my concussion, there's I have, like, a distinct memory of me falling, but I can't really remember anything after that. So maybe you just can't... Everything that you were hallucinating... Why would I be hallucinating? Because you were passed out. I wasn't passed out. I was just depressed. Okay, that's a little. And offensive. you also got a bl- got blood loss from the arrows from the puckwudgies. Where else would they be from? Like sticks. Okay, it seems like you're trying to be argumentative, Jeremy. What do you think? Try to be realistic. Absolutely. Okay, we cannot deny the rich history of the puckwudgies. Exactly. So. Pukwudgies originated in what was what is today uh, Massachusetts okay. with the Wampanoag people. So they were spirits primarily of the forest. Pukwudgie itself derives from a, uh, I believe, an Algonquin word that means little man of the forest who disappears. 
Yes. Often cool. said, little men or people of the forest. Little people of the forest. So, so call me a pug, would you? They were, yeah. They were often mischievous, mischievous creatures mm. who had a somewhat turbulent uh, relationship with the native people. So they did have their own hero, Moshep. He was a giant who helped protect the land. Yeah. In fact, he was so revered by the people, so beloved that they uh, harvested as much tobacco as they could, okay. gave it to Moshtop, who then smoked the tobacco and then yeah. dumped the ashes, and that helped build part of Massachusetts, the landmass. Oh, that's cool. Beautiful. So. That is kind of cool. The Pukwudgies but- grew jealous of Moshup and yes. how he was revered by the people and so and as we know jealousy is a sin which led to they tried to ingratiate themselves to the people it would not happen so what happened Moshup picked up the Pukwudgies and threw them mm-hmm. trying to disperse them because there is power in numbers and he knew that if the Pukwudgies were divided yeah they would have less power to be less mischievous, and so he would help protect the people. That is how the Pukwudgies got to our region of the United States. He threw yes. them as far as Delaware, the Great Lakes, but the Pukwudgies were determined, so they made their way back, and they were not happy. They started burning villages, killing people, stealing children. Whoa. No. <laughs> right. Whoa. See? Wow, I wish they taught me this when I was in fifth grade. How can you deny the villages burned, the people whose lives were lost? Like the Native Americans? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The the settlers. Like the, the You almost said the white people, and I agree. Yeah. Right, so, uh, well, I mean, it's true. Yes. But like, you would think that people would have noticed. European settlers would have noticed when they came to the New World, a giant protector of the native people. Yeah. He was not there. He left them. Wow. After he smoked and he dumped the ashes, he got rid of the Pukwudgies. He said to the people, do not... There is a new man. Yeah. A new type of man who will be coming to your shores. Do not allow them onto your shores. But they did anyway. you will be... uh, They will destroy you. Then he went to be with his wife in the ocean. Really? Yes. Wow. This Kiki. is fantastic storytelling, Jeremy. I'm so glad you told me this. And this is awesome. three times you will deny me that day, Native said Americans the Lord. Have awesome, like, mythology. This is cool, but, it's like, I don't... It's not just mythology, Chi-Chi. It's fact. Okay, but, like, what about, like, the Roman gods and the Greek gods? Are those real? Chi-Chi, uh, I am a Christian. <laughs> so? We, those things, I wasn't around for. Okay, I didn't but, like, see them. But, like... They have their own little stories like this about, like, how they got, how, like, the Romans or the Greeks, how they got there and, like, why certain, like, disasters or certain events happened. It's because they have, like, giants. They have, like, they just have all these, like, Those were just stories. Trigger. People saw these. Yes, but people saw those things, too. Well, then, sure. We'll believe them. Zeus was a cryptid. Sure. Our next sure. episode, guys. Wow. Beautiful. So, the final thing we're going to touch on is, as you pointed out, they're often called mischievous. Yeah. Titi, do you realize how messed up it is for us to call them that? We are pushing our Western ideals onto these creatures that, as we pointed out, they were here first and they were dislocated. 
they were thrown out of their homes into a new place and now we're pushing their ideals on them, what is that about? You basically just described what we did to the Native Americans. Like, this is the Native Americans. We love the, a parallel. Yes. And, I mean, I believe everything for the Native Americans, but, like, Pukujis are just the, like, myth for, like, stories that wow. like, Native Americans tell people. Still denying their struggle. They told their okay. children. Wonderful, TT. Jeremy, what do you think? I think it's important that we remember the Pukwudgie. I think it's important that we remember The Alamo? No. We remember Mound State Park. Mm-hmm. Okay. As an important symbol for the Pukwudgie. A agree. place of gathering for the Pukwudgie. Wow. They were creatures of the wild, creatures of the forest. And so I think it is important that we maintain their natural habitats. Completely agreed. Well, I'm s- do you guys have any closing thoughts as we come to the end of this very important episode of Cryptid Bits? I just learned that I work with a bunch of just crazy people. I, what is this? I learned I worked with somebody who can't see the truth right in front of them. I learned that they're coming for me. I know too much. And now you too do as well. I advise you. Who's coming for you? Oh, I have a bunker. I'm ready. Who's coming? Oh, Titi. What is going on? They're coming for us now if we told you who it was, especially on air. There's no telling what would happen. (laughs) But that's been a very special episode of Cryptid Bits. We've really enjoyed having you guys here. And just remember, don't just believe no. What? I've been Matthew Amadeus. Joining me today was... It's C.T. Shinkin. And... I should probably change my name. Exactly. Thank you.